Well, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Freddie and Alyssa show. It looks like it's going to be a solo episode today. My wife, Alyssa, is out saving the world. Oh, and I'm enjoying some coffee, and I'm going to chat with all of you wonderful people. We got some cool milestones today. I'm approaching my two months as a realtor. Today is my seven-month, um, I guess, uh, not anniversary, but seven months of me dieting and working out, and I'd love to touch on that, our house progress. There's a lot of other stuff I want to chit-chat about today, so let's hop into the episode. I'm watching my audio levels here because now that I'm kind of talking to the camera, I feel like I want to project my voice a little bit, but then I hear I'm loud in my headphones, so I'm going to try to balance this out here. Welcome, everyone, to the Freddie and Alyssa Show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you want to like the page, that would be awesome. And if you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you want to leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be incredible. We've been putting up content now for nearly four years. Next month will be our four-year anniversary of the Freddie and Alyssa Show. So thank you for showing up each and every week and supporting us because we couldn't be doing what we love without all of your love and support. So thank you for that. I might actually get comfortable today because if Alyssa's not here, she won't complain that I'm putting my feet up on the table. Let me see if I can kick back. Oh, look at this. It's like we're lounging together, just enjoying, having a conversation. I really like this. I'm gonna enjoy my coffee. I just had my Sambu call which is perfect for the sponsor today. If you haven't tried those, um, check out the ad I'm about to play, and if it's something you think you would enjoy, they're delicious, and um, they're really good for you. Uh, Benji's going to come and join me, it looks like, as well. So I'm going to roll the sponsor, and then we'll hop into the show. There's honestly nothing more important than taking care of yourself. Can we agree? Because if you're not feeling your best, you can't be your best. Sambucol helps you feel your best with powerful immune support, powered by nature's superfruit, black elderberry. And I just so happened to have some Sambucol right here, the gummies. I love it in the gummy form. I can pop one in the morning with my black coffee. So not only am I taking care of what I'm putting in my body with food and exercise, I love adding Sambucol into the mix. I have one gummy every morning with my black coffee. The gummies are packed with vitamin C and zinc, and I love incorporating it into my wellness journey. So if you wanna add Sambucol into your wellness journey, you can get 15% off your next order of $9.99 or more at SambucolUSA.com and use promo code FREDDIEANDALISSA15 for 15% off. Again, to get 15% off your next order of $9.99 or more, you can do so at SambucolUSA.com and use promo code FREDDIEANDALISSA15 for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. All right, so why don't we start with the diet because I feel like it's gotten a lot of attention on social media and I just wanna to continue to fill you in on the process. So as I said, I've approached seven months and uh, for those of you who might be new to the whole entire journey, I decided back in August after, I would say, a summer of fun, of a lot of eating fried foods and pizza and drinking a lot of beer, I got to a weight that I wasn't comfortable. My clothes, I was just, it was just, you know, not at my standard of how I feel good. And I really wanted to feel confident in how I looked. And the main thing for me is about how my clothes fit. And anyone who's maybe struggled with weight gain, whether it's 10 pounds, 30 pounds, 100 pounds, whatever it is, because for me personally, I was about 40 pounds overweight um, for what I'm used to. So what you're seeing right now is about 172, 174. 
um, when for any of you who watched Days of Our Lives or even back in 90210, now granted I was only 22 years old back when I started, but I booked the shows around 162 pounds. Um, I think I leveled out during like when I was probably in the best shape was around 170. And I think for my height and build and the amount of muscle mass that I had at that time, I even worked out with a trainer when I got really yoked for a quick second. Um, but around 170 is where I came onto the screen. And that's the, the weight where I booked all my commercials, my television shows. And so I really felt like when it comes to being on camera, 170 was kind of the, the key for me. And what I realized back in my life is I used to enjoy going shopping for clothes. And I thought as I got older, that I just didn't have any interest. And I was like, let me just wear kind of whatever. But I think the reason I was wearing kind of whatever is because the clothes that I used to enjoy weren't fitting me the way that I liked. There's a certain way I love my pants to fit. There's a certain way that I love my shirts to fit where there's a little looseness around the waist and the lower back. But when I gained 40 pounds or even 30 pounds, the shirts would stick to my stomach and back and it didn't have that flowiness and it didn't fit right in the shoulders. And I remember not even picking out clothes that I liked. It was more picking out clothes that just fit and looked good. And I did that for a few years. The past four years, I was kind of up and down and I just had this wrong mindset because life was going good, though I had some ups and downs and challenges. I was just kind of in this routine, in this rut of going to work, going on these crash diets of like, I don't want to eat, you know, just beef and chicken and broccoli or just eat a little bit. Like I want to order food. I, I want to drink alcohol. I want to have fun with my friends. I want to have fun with my wife. I want to travel. And so I kind of would just diet so that I could lose and get down to like 180-ish. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I have 10 pounds to gain before it becomes a problem. So then over the next six to eight weeks, I could go live the life that I wanted where I would eat and drink and do whatever. And it would be kind of the happiest time for me because it was best of both worlds where I was still thin, but I was able to eat and drink. But before long, I'd hop on the scale and I saw 190, but then it was like someone's birthday next weekend. I was like, well, I'm not going to start dieting now because it's someone's birthday. Then before you know it, I was 195. Before you know it, I was 205. And then before you know it, I was 210. And I was like, okay, I really need to stop. But I'm already way over, so what's one more week or two? And then I would get to like 215, and then it would start showing. I would start feeling like crap, and it's like I have to lose this. So then I'd go on this journey for 60 days, crash diet, cut out carbs or something like that, get down to 180. People would be like, holy cow, you lost weight like so fast. But then I would spring back up. And after doing that for four years, I said I need to change this habit because there was only pockets of me being happy and the rest of the time, it was just, you know, not. I was I was kind of like down. I was disappointed in myself, you know, and uh, especially for someone who's on camera. I think that played a huge part and being out in Hollywood and being told even at 18 years old how you should look. Um, and I and I agree. You know, I know that people are fighting back about how you should be happy in, in your skin and you should. Um, but there's also some truth when it comes to Hollywood that certain roles or certain genres require a wonderful physique. You know, people are being paid a lot of money. You're being shown on TV. And depending on the role, I understood why being in great shape actually works. Sometimes it didn't really matter. 
but especially when I was younger, going out for the college frat guys, and that, that was a different time. If you watch any show from 2006 to 2010, um, being a white dude who was ripped with abs was pretty much every role everywhere. So that's what I was kind of going up against where I was like, I need to stand out. I need to be in the best shape of my life. And as I was young, the weight thing was never an issue for me because you're young. I could go out drinking and kill two Carl's Jr. burgers at three in the morning, wake up at seven and go to work and be thin. It never really became a problem until I got older where I couldn't do that anymore. So I actually had to work hard and it gave me respect for people who are, you know, 30 and older who are in great shape because you didn't get that through luck. If you're 30 and older and you're in great shape, you've earned it. Because the, around 27, 28 is when that goes out the door. For some reason, it compounds over so, lo so long. And we also start stop working out. When I was a kid from four years old until 21, every single day, especially from four to 17, I was working out three, four, five hours a day because all I did was sports. I would be at school, I'd have practice, and then me and my friends, after a three-hour basketball practice, would go play football at night, and we would go build forts, and we would be outside. I mean, I was burning so many calories as a kid, and then I played pickup basketball my first four years out here, um, but then around like 22, 23 is kind of when I stopped. Um, you want to lay down, baby? You just want you just give daddy 20 minutes, okay? 20 minutes. I, I don't want, I'm comfy. I'd prefer not to get up. Let's just let's just lay. Let's just lay. Good boy. Good boy. Um, and then I think I just became a little less active. So I think less active plus getting older created that issue. So um, this gets to the good part now. Um, for me, I understood the issue. What was the issue? First of all, I needed more discipline. This is all a mindset. Uh, so many people are asking me too on Instagram, on different platforms, you know, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? I used to ask people that too. I would see someone who's super ripped. You know, I even when I was working on the show, I would ask Paul Telfer, um, Robert Scott Wilson. I'd be like, what do you guys do? Because I would see them, you know, having a glass of wine. I would see them eating. And I'm thinking to myself, even like Martzoff or like all these people who were like jacked were still having pizza and all this stuff. And I remember the back of my head, I'm like, is there some secret? Like, what are you guys doing? And the answer was very simple. It's all these people who were in great shape are eating bad like 10% of the time only. The rest of the time, they're eating the chicken, the broccoli, the beef. They're not eating candy. They're not overdoing it with drinking. They're doing it maybe once a week. Um, and that's what you really need to do. We all have the answer. Having a Big Mac and fries every day in three beers is not going to get you the physique of your dreams. But having grilled chicken, Having beef, having salmon, having rice, baked potatoes, salads, broccoli, fruit for 90% of your meals. And I'm really proud of myself because for the first time after seven months, I told Alyssa, I said, I have to slowly now start breaking it in because I've been pretty much stuck. I don't want to use the word stuck, but consistent at around 172 for the past three weeks. So I lost about 43 pounds. And now the past three weeks, I've just been working out, eating like 2,200 calories a day, which is great. I'm never hungry. I have a routine down and I'm not gaining or losing weight, but I think I'm gaining muscle because I'm getting stronger in the gym. So I think that can be affecting the scale a little bit. Um, but I started incorporating some, some cheat meals. And when I say cheat meals, I don't mean I ordered a pizza, but like Alyssa had some French fries and I had a couple French fries. 
I was out of almond butter the other day and I had peanut butter, Jif, for the first time in seven months. Gotta tell you, it tasted so funny and it used to be one of my favorite foods, but I was so used to eating whole foods for so long because my almond butter would be, if you look at the ingredients, it would just be dry roasted almonds. And if you look at the back of a Jif peanut butter ingredient, it's like a bunch of different ingredients, but it still tasted good. It just tasted kind of funky. But that's what I'm realizing with myself is I've, I've broken the pattern of indulging and I have discipline. I fast in the morning for just a few hours. So I only eat about, you know, what would I say about, um, about 10, 12 hours of the day. So I try, I try to fast about 12 to 14 hours. If I go to, if I stop eating at 10, I won't eat till noon the next day. And then I just keep my calories around 2200, but I'll have my two piece of Ezekiel toast with almond butter in the morning. I can have like a little salad or I can have a little salmon for lunch or leftovers from the night before. And, uh, and then if I'm at dinner and I get, you know, salmon, broccoli, baked potato, and Alyssa gets, you know, who knows a, a burger or, or boneless wing she eats whatever. Cause she doesn't eat a lot. I'm going to have one or two. I'm not going to order the actual meal. So I'm starting to incorporate that discipline. And, um, and then I'm soon, I really want to incorporate too, because I've really missed, you know, going on, on date night. And when you go to like a really nice dinner, you having a glass of wine or having one of my favorites, Knob Creek on the rocks, or, you know, a vodka soda or a dirty martini. I do want to add alcohol back into the mix, but I was just so afraid of alcohol because, you know, any expert on weight loss, they're like, alcohol's the worst. And I just was so disgusted with where I got. I didn't want any delays. You know, I was like, whatever's the quickest, healthiest way to do it. I didn't want to crash to just a thousand calories a day. I wanted to do it right. And I didn't want to have a cheat meal and have pizza. I didn't want to have alcohol where it slowed down my fat burning. But now that I'm comfortable with where I'm at, I'm in a medium shirt that's flowy, a medium. I was in an extra large just seven months ago. My pants were 36, 34 if I was lucky. Now they're down to a comfortable 32. I have to wear a belt. So I'm back to where I was when I was booking national television shows, where I was in a 31, 32 pants. I was in a medium shirt, and I just love how I feel. I love how I look. Um, just I feel confident. And I think that's what this boils down to to answer the big question. You know, aside from being healthy of what's going on inside your body, when you feel confident in yourself, when you walk into a room and you shake someone's hand or you're just doing anything in general, if you feel confident in your own skin, it's going to help every other aspect of your life. And that's what my biggest takeaway has been from this diet is that I proved to myself that I could, I could make a promise to myself and keep it. I've seen the progress and progress in life truly equals happiness. If you're ever in a rut in your life, I bet you if you look back, you're like, why do I feel kind of depressed? Or how come I don't really feel that happy? If you look back about a month or two months or six months, God forbid, three years, and you go, I've made no progress. My debt's the same. My savings is the same. My job's the same. My weight's the same or, or worse in any of those. My relationship with my spouse is the same. You know, if, if everything's the same, that's where like depression creeps in, at least with me. I have to continue continuously make progress in my life in order to feel happy on a consistent basis because I just feel that the progress in achievement and discipline and hitting those goals really makes me happy. 
And, and I think the quickest way to have progress in your life is something you can actually control, which is what you put in your body. Paying off debt. It doesn't take any skill or any, it takes sacrifice, but doesn't take any skill or high risk to put $100 towards a credit card and then another $100 and go, oh, look at that. It used to be 11,000, now it's 10,800. Ooh, progress. You know, it's like choosing grilled chicken and broccoli at going out to dinner and losing a few pounds doesn't take any skill or high risk. It's just input output. And you can look on the scale at night and go, hey, you know, I might have not got the promotion I went and asked for. I might have not, you know, I might have had something else go wrong in my life. But I'll tell you what, I did lose weight. I did pay off some debt. That's progress. And that progress bled into other aspects of my life. So I would look at it that way, is that you have to have like a bigger why for yourself, not to be cliche, everyone in business, I've said you have to have a why. Um, but it's just in your mind of like, be proud of yourself, make a decision and keep the promise to yourself. Have the discipline and make the sacrifice. So when you put your head down at night and you put it on that pillow and you're like, regardless of what happened, I paid off $27 of a credit card or $1,000 of a credit card. I didn't need anything bad. And I got on the scale after a week and I lost a half a pound. If I just repeated this week over and over and over after some time, I will be in the best shape of my life, have no debt. Maybe you're working on a relationship, whatever it is you're working on, focus on what are you making progress in, in your life. And that has been so apparent to me. And, um, and, and there's never a better time to do it. You know, I, I started in a weird month of August, but I just reached the day of disgust and made it happen. So right now to sum all this up, I'm, I'm very happy with my weight. I'm starting to add in some cheat meals and I'm going to weigh myself every single day. And I'm going to make sure that I never get over 175. And if I do, then I'll go, okay, let me back off a little bit here, train a little harder and just make sure. So now I have that, that ceiling that I never want to go over. And, uh, and I just created that discipline for myself, but I did it in the right way. So if you're looking for a right way to do it, don't try any crash diet, no fad diet, lose 10 pounds in a week. Can you do that? Yes, but it's not sustainable. You're wasting that sacrifice for absolutely nothing. You should lose a half a pound to two pounds a week max. If you're someone like me, someone like my dad, he's been doing it as well now, and he's been losing a lot of weight. I can't wait to see them. I'm picking them up later today. They're going to be here to visit for my birthday. I'm really excited about that, but he's been losing weight. If you do have a lot of weight to lose and you start eating healthier, you might lose three pounds the first few weeks each week because you're losing a bunch of garbage and a bunch of water weight, but the true consistency that I've learned through this, through all my ups and downs, I've tried every diet, I've done everything. Don't crash diet. Lose one to two pounds a week and then slowly level yourself out where you can just maintain. So you can go on, on the internet. There's different kind of calculators where you can say, I use an app called Lose It. Uh, you just type in you know, how much activity you do, what your age is, what your height is, maybe your height. Um, how much you weigh, and it'll tell you how many calories a day you can eat. So for me, if I want to lose two pounds a week right now, I have to eat 1,700 calories, which I don't want to do. I want to eat more. So I'm doing about 2,200 a week, which has me losing about a half a pound. But as I continue to go, I can eat up to about 2,600 calories a day and just maintain my weight. I'm like, that's a really good deal. 
And if I ever do want to have 3,500 one day and cheat myself, treat myself, then I'll have a cheat meal. So what? But do it slow and consistent so that you don't yo-yo because I went through that. Your clothes are all out of whack. Like everything is just not worth it. And I'm telling you, you're going to feel great. So check out the Whole30 diet. You can Google. You can do your own recipes. You can go grocery shopping. I think they have their own affiliate stuff too. But start with Whole30. It changed my relationship with food, and it's been absolutely incredible. All right, y'all. Let's chat wines. Today's episode is brought to you by First Leaf Wine Club. So... You all know I love wines and you know I love exploring new wines. However, I don't always know what to do or what to choose when finding a new wine. Well, come in first leaf. That is why I love them. They remove all of the guesswork, doing all of the hard work to discover great wines so I can just enjoy them. This is the really cool part. I'm now on my second shipment. And when you rate the wine you receive from the first shipment, First Leaf learns more about your palate. So not only are you being introduced to tons of new wine, but First Leaf boxes get better. So for instance, based off of my last wine selection, I realized that I really love a good cab, a nice Sauvignon Blanc. And now for my next shipment, it will be even more tailor-made just for me. (laughs) But here's a fun little not-so-secret fact. They work directly with winemakers, which means you get incredible wine 60% off retail. Just ask my hubby. He is thrilled about the money that we're saving. And one of my favorite parts about using First Leaf, when I come home and there is a little package waiting for me, I love, love, love going through it and looking at all of the different wine selections for this brand new shipment. My favorite so far, I would have to say, is the Color Wash Sauvignon Blanc. It's got hints of guava and grapefruit. Mm, It's just so yummy. So if you love finding and tasting new wine, First Leaf is a no-brainer. Join today and you will get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Alyssa. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Again, tryfirstleaf.com slash Alyssa. Now back to the show. I want to hop over to the, the second portion, which is my new career has also reached my second month. And um, it's it's kind of interesting because I, I worked with Alyssa so closely. So I feel like I'm approaching a year of being a realtor just because I was with her doing virtual walkthroughs, um, doing as much as I legally could without being a licensee. So that was one of the biggest reasons that I got my real estate license is because I was working with Alyssa, running ads, doing the videos, you know, helping her in as many legal ways that I possibly could, but I, was, I wasn't able to talk to other agents. I wasn't able to do walkthroughs by myself. I wasn't able to negotiate or talk deals or anything like that because you have to be a licensed realtor to do those things. So I said, you know, it's, I really need to get my license. So at the bare minimum, I can at least facilitate Alyssa when things get busy and I can help her. I can go do showings. I can do contracts. I can call agents. I can call HOAs. I can get in to the gated communities. That's another big thing. When you're in Florida, everything is a gated community. And um, not everything, but of course, a lot of the, the places are. And you have to show your real estate license and your ID to be able to get in to go show houses. So I thought at the very least, let me just 
get my license to help her. And I also wanted it for the promotional tool because a lot of Alyssa's clients had come from social media, people who followed our podcast, friends, family, people who just followed her on social in general. And I was thinking to myself, you know, when you, when you have a podcast and you, you get a lot of comments and you're like, wow, we probably have a lot of the same audience, which is true, but we also have a big difference in audience as well. And there were so many people who had no idea that Alyssa was a realtor. And I figured if I could be a real estate agent, if I could have it in my Instagram bio, my TikTok bio, if I could let people know that I was a realtor, it would bring on more business and it has. And I just also realized because even when I left days, two years go by, like there's even messages now where people are like, wait, you left the show? Or wait, why did you leave? And this is just kind of interesting to know, um, just to kind of put yourself in my shoes too. And this gives you a, um, an idea of what's really going on on social media. Um, after two years, if you followed me closely, I have brought all the Days of Our Lives fans on a step-by-step sunny exit in my career. I filled people in from the very beginning that I've left from doing commentary and answering all these questions on, on four months of podcasts before I left the show, moving to Florida, um, talking about the Zoom, the behind the scenes when I Zoomed in. Um, I talked about uh, once I made the decision not to go back, I talked about that. I talked about, um, uh, what was it called, Beyond Salem. Like I've brought people through the process of really sharing what was going on after I left. And I feel like I almost did it to the point, I, did, I feel like I did it a perfect amount. Like I, I wanted to respect the exit, respect what we did. And I took my time to really let people kind of wean off of me being on the show. And after two years and like hundreds of hours of videos and content of me talking about why I left, um, you know, what, what the, the whole thing, there's still people today on my Instagram being like, oh my gosh, you left? Why did you leave? Or are you coming back? And it just shows me that that's the significance when you have a bigger following. Not everyone who follows you sees every one of your posts. You know, some people don't even use social media very often. So it made me realize if people followed me specifically because I was on Days of Our Lives, and after two years of making content about leaving Days of Our Lives, they people still didn't know, there's no way posting one time that I'm a realtor or one time, hey, my wife's a realtor if anyone's looking in Florida, would basically do nothing. People need to see it consistently to kind of go, oh, I didn't know that. Well, this is perfect timing because I'm actually buying a house in Florida. It's like, no way. And then I also felt it was more organic for me to be able to show people through my lens of like, here I am, the, the guy you chose to follow on social, here's me doing real estate, whether that's a walkthrough, inspection, showing homes, whatever it may be, then promoting my wife. It just didn't seem as interesting because there's no value to the audience of me promoting my wife's business. It just kind of feels like a sale. But if I can promote my business through education of saying, hey, you know, we just sold this house. This is how the process works. This is how the inspection works. Now you're watching, hearing that I'm a realtor, but I'm giving you value so that if you ever sell your house, you're like, I remember Freddie saying the inspection can be within seven days. This is what they look for. So what's escrow? Okay. So when I sell my house, this is what, oh, okay. This is what the fees are. Oh, these are closing costs. You're giving education, which makes your content valuable. 
If I was just every day popping in going, hey, if anyone needs a realtor, my wife, my wife's a realtor, you're just like, okay, good to know. But like the, it doesn't add anything to the people watching. So my number one focus on the podcast, on content, no matter what I'm doing, is how can my audience find value in this? Because if it's not entertaining, inspiration, or educational, why are you watching? So I always think about that. So I figured, let me do that. Let me help her. And we can build this business together. And it's kind of built into what we've already done. We have a lot of attention on us. If someone wants to buy a house, why sh why won't we do it? Let's do it. So I passed my exam in end of January. Here we are now kind of at the end of March. It's been two months. And just the combination of everything that has accumulated for Alyssa, plus my announcement and people coming. Um, I'm very excited. We're working with five people right now. I was trying to look at my board. It's a little too far away. Uh, we have five active clients right now that we're actively helping sell or buy. So we've been incredibly busy the past three weeks, and I'm getting a real taste of what it is to be a realtor, and I absolutely love it. I thought I would, um, but you never know until you actually get in the field, but it's really cool. It's a really cool experience. You get to work with people who are in a position where they're making a really big decision in their life. Usually when someone's buying a home, there's something big going on in their life. They're either downsizing, which for the first time, they're going from a big house to a small house. They're moving from another state. We know what that feels like. You're just like, oh my God, you're starting over. Um, you're selling your house. Sometimes it's because of a divorce, so it might not be a, a happy time. Um, you know, it might be someone's parents' house, so it's also kind of an emotional, I mean, not kind of, but is an emotional time if they passed. Um, some people are, you know, got a promotion and they have more money now and they're like, I'm going to go buy a bigger house. Um, some people get an inheritance or a settlement. Like there's always a story that's, like I said, it's emotional, sometimes happy, sometimes sad, but there's a lot at stake sometimes for people who are buying and selling. And you meet with people and you're going through this journey and you're, you're trying to get them the best deal. And it's just a lot of fun. You get to know people. And I feel like I'm connecting deeper with people because you're doing something vulnerable together rather than just grabbing a cup of coffee. Like if you just grabbed a cup of coffee with a stranger, it would take time to peel back layers and really get to know people. But when you're doing something like real estate or in other businesses that I've done in the past, because you're cutting to the chase, people are opening up to you in a sense that they normally wouldn't. Like if you sat down for a cup of coffee and the first thing someone says is, I'm going through a divorce, I need to sell my house. My credit's in the shitter. I need to get this much money. My kids need to go to, like there's all these stories and you're like, whoa. Or you just hear like, hey, I wanna retire. I've worked so long. I'm so ready to just come to Florida and do this or do that. And so you really get to hear people's stories and it's just been really fun because I love learning about others. I love learning about, their stories. I try to, I try to see what can I learn from, from, from this group or from this person. And it's just been a wild ride so far and I'm having so much fun doing it. And I'm kind of cheating in a way because my wife is doing what I would call the most, um, what is the right word? <laughs> What's the right word? Um, let's go with tedious. Uh, she's handling the most tedious part of the business that I truly wouldn't like. 
um, I would get through it because it's part of the job, but I just happened to get lucky that my wife is so good at like contracts and she's so good at the administration part because there's so many like phone calls to put in and, and scheduling things. Um, in the contracts, there's like uh, addendums and there's, there's like different clauses and there's different, uh, you know, just there's like seven or eight pages and people have to sign and you have to type all this stuff in and everything's got to be exact. And of course I could do that, but it's not something that I'm like, you know, can I do Like if I get a text and I'm like, oh, we have a showing today or a new house is out. I'm like, let's go. I am dressed and ready by the door. The dog camera's out. The pad's on the floor. Benji's water dish is full. The treats are by the door, ready to give him to say goodbye. I got the keys in my hand. I'm like, let's go see this house. I am excited. Or you're calling, you're putting in an offer, you're talking to the other agent. You're like, so what are we doing here? Do you have any other offers? Okay, you have many, many offers. So, you know, we want to put a good offer. What, what's your seller looking for? What, what can we bring to the table more than just the highest price? Like, do you need a fast close? Like, what do you need? Come on, do you have any wiggle room on that? I love that. I love searching new areas and being like, okay, can we get a house for 400000 here? Oh, this is a good one. This is here. That excites me. Then when you submit an offer, you're waiting for the call. Did you get, you know, did your client get the, get the offer? I love that. But to be like, okay, call the HOA and try to figure out this or, you know, call this agent and see about this or, you know, let's fill out this contract or, or all, all this paperwork stuff just seems so boring and my wife crushes it she's the contract girl and uh, I watch her do it because obviously I as a realtor need to know how to do it so I know how to do it it's just like I don't want to do it and she's a trooper so I've been so blessed that I get to do like the most fun which is make content around real estate acquire clients meet people, go to lunch, show them houses, drive around, look at cool properties, look at different remodeling that could be done, research areas. You know, my, my work day consists of, like even last week, we're helping these two wonderful ladies and um, they're looking in one of the coolest areas called Windermere. It's this beautiful, beautiful part of Orlando, Florida. And we're, we drove around looking at like seven or eight houses and they're just beautiful homes in these gated communities. And that was our work day for three days. It's just hopping around to these like sick houses, looking around and um, just kind of hanging out, meeting people and just sharing in this ex experience. I know they're probably a little stressed because they're like, we need to find a house. And I understand that. And obviously we're the professionals and we want to help, um, you know, find them a house. But of course, I we want the result. That's the goal. We want to find them a house. We want to, you know, do the contract, you know, get, get the offer accepted. And that's the goal. You know, we want to build our business and add that to the portfolio and all of that. But genuinely, I'm enjoying the process. You know, I mean, I want to find them a house today. I want to find our other clients that we've been helping for a few months that we're trying to find them the right house. Like, I want to do it today, of course. But I'm, I'm not rushing the process on my end. I'm just truly soaking up the day being like, I'm so grateful that I get to drive around this beautiful state. It's sunshine. It's snowing where my parents live. And I'm looking at these beautiful houses with cool people. And I'm just truly enjoying the process. And I know when you enjoy the process in life, those goals of selling a certain amount of homes or closing on a certain amount of deals, that's going to come. The money's going to come, all that stuff. But I've, I've just gone to a point in my life that we've done so many things that I will not spend a minute anymore doing anything that I don't enjoy the process on the way to the 
title goal or the financial goal or whatever the goal may be, because every time you hit a goal, you move the goalpost. So your whole life is basically just the journey and process. And if you don't fully enjoy the process and the journey of what you're doing every day, then you're just reaching for a goal, hitting it, and then moving the goalpost on yourself. So I've really been soaking in the ups and the downs. And there are downs. I mean, it's a roller coaster. Being a realtor kind of reminds me of an actor in the sense that you're, you don't have an opportunity until you have a client. And in acting, you don't have an opportunity until you have an audition. So when you acquire a client or you acquire or you get an audition, that doesn't mean that you're going to work or get paid. That just means you have the audition. Then you go do the audition. You go see the homes. And even when you get a callback or you submit an offer, still doesn't guarantee the job. Once the offer is accepted, it's almost like booking the job. You book the job, you get your offer accepted, then there's a 30-day escrow period. And in those 30 days, if the inspection comes back wrong, the appraisal comes back wrong, the financing falls through, God forbid something else happens, you don't get to film or do the job or get paid, it's done and you're back to auditioning. If you book a job, you can even sometimes go to a table read and they might recast you. Until you film that show and it airs on television, that's when you're officially like you did the job. That's the same thing with commercials. You could book a commercial, film the commercial, and if they don't air it, you don't get paid. You get like your day rate of 500 bucks, but like to get the 10, 20, 30 grand that commercials can pay, that's when it runs nationally. So I feel the same thing in, in real estate. Like I'm excited when you get an audition or you get a new client, you're excited. You're studying the lines, you're learning the character, you're studying the client, you're learning what they want. You're going to houses, you're going through the audition process, you book it, the offer's accepted, but then you have that waiting period still. So until the deal closes and they get the keys and that title and the same thing when you, when you see your, your face on TV, that's when it's there. So it's identical, but there's a lot of ups and downs because even in my life as an actor, I would go and get an audition, get a callback, do a chemistry read where it's me and two other guys and three other girls and we're all reading with each other. And they're like, it's between one of you three. And you're like, oh my God, this is going to change my life. And the same thing here. You put an offer in and you're just waiting. So it has that same energy, but the process is different because I control the client acquisition. Back in acting, I was waiting for my agent to give me the audition and they were the ones choosing what audition. And I also, I ultimately had the say, but with our clients, we're able to choose who to work with. And we just have been very blessed because all the clients that we've had has basically been a referral through a friend or a family member, or it's been a fan of the show or a fan of our podcast. So we've attracted people who know us. And it's been so pleasant. Um, we did have one client. Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to mention names. I like to keep all that stuff private. But there's this wonderful woman. It was Alyssa's client. And we ran a Google ad. And this was back in November. And essentially, if you ever look at Google and you type in, um, you know, plumber in my area, 
your first three Google searches, if you look on the left-hand corner, is going to say ad. That means that companies are paying a certain amount of money for their ad to be attached to plumber. In our case, to be attached to the word reunion. So if people are Googling homes and reunion, us, along with however many other people, are bidding on that word reunion so that our website will show up first. And back in November, we were bidding and it was working. For some reason, we got really lucky. It was being pretty cheap. And this woman from D.C., was looking for an investment property in Reunion, saw Alyssa's website, clicked on it, found a house. Alyssa got her email, emailed her, called her, they connected. Then they built a relationship, and now they've become very close. She bought her house last month, closed on it, has it, the deal is done. But that was from a, a stranger. Everybody else has been people we know or who knew us or that we've attracted in that kind of way, and they've all been pleasant. A lot of these stories that realtors will share... They're like, yeah, it's like, you just got to keep hustling. It's like one out of a hundred, man. It's one out of a hundred. A lot of doors closing, a lot of phones hanging up. I'm like, that's the old school way of doing real estate. That's the old school way of doing sales. I would never door knock. Um, doing all the cold calling to me is just, is, is, is so 2002. In 2022, the best way to do this, and this applies for anyone who has a business, even if you have a cookie shop on Main Street, you know, knocking on doors saying, hey, have you heard of our cookie place? It's, it's, it works, but it's better to create a piece of content, a video, a picture, and put it on social media, but not sell people. Add value, like talk about a cookie recipe and put that out, and then it just so happens to be your bakery. And people will be like, oh my God, I tried those cookies. They, wait, they have a bakery on Main Street? I'm going to go. That's attraction marketing rather than knocking on doors and doing hard sales. So with me and Alyssa, I thought to myself, if I go and knock on doors for eight hours and everyone closes the door in my face, I'm fine with that. I've, I've been built on rejection. Everything I've done in 17 years from acting to sales to everything has been no, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. That's just part of any business. But now because social media is king, if I spend eight hours knocking on doors and let's say I do get a sale, wonderful. But let's say I don't. I can never get those eight hours back. The other way of looking at it is if I make a video with Alyssa and we go to Reunion and we do a video exploring Reunion, Florida or exploring Windermere, Florida, and we put that on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all over the internet. That eight hours, we put this video out on the internet. For the rest of our lives... If anyone Googles or YouTubes or hashtags Reunion, Realtor, Florida, anything, till the end of time, they could find our video and give us a call and say, hey, I saw their video. They added a lot of value about Reunion. I trust them. I know them. I'm going to call them. Someone who watches a YouTube video of us for 12 minutes and calls us, we have a way better chance of having a great relationship with this person than if I cold called someone and said, hi. Um, is this Amy? No, no, the dogs are fine. No worries. Did I catch you at a good time? Yeah, this is Freddie. I'm a, I'm a local realtor here in Reunion. I, I saw that your, your listing expired. No, no, I'm, honestly, the dogs barking are not a problem. That's okay. No need to apologize. I, I was just calling because I'm a realtor, and I saw that your listing was expired, 
and I wanted to see if you put it back on the market or if you were looking to do that, uh, maybe, uh, you know, she doesn't know who I am. She's basing her sole decision on who is this sales guy, this realtor, this voice. She doesn't know what I look like. She doesn't know if I'm good at my job. She knows nothing. That is hardcore sales in a funnel of like dripping on these people. They don't know you. Even people will put out on, on and, and how and I see all these realtor uh, business cards around. And it's important to have a business card to hand to people when you get to know them. And yes, people have gotten a, uh, clients through all these means. And they all work, obviously. The mailers, leaving your business cards, doing advertising, billboards, all of that works. But when it comes to the time and money aspect, we have just chosen that we believe putting all our time and money into social media is what's going to work because back to the story, if someone watches a listen to me for 12 minutes, walking through reunion, giving them value, we're no longer just a guy on the phone or a girl on the phone. We're these real life humans that they've seen in action for 12 minutes, adding value, teaching them about reunion or Windermere or whatever. And now when they call us, they kind of know us. So we have so much more leverage with that lead because we're not just another voice who's, you know, hey, what's going on? My name's Freddie. I'm a realtor in the area. I want to see, ugh. We get calls like this all the time because now that we're realtors, title companies, mortgage brokers, um, the list goes on. Even like um, security systems, moving companies. You know, hi, this is Jerry from uh, USA Moving. We see that you just sold a house. Do you need, does your clients need any movers or do your clients need this? We get sales calls, and there are people sitting in offices eight hours a day making cold calls instead of just making videos about why security systems should work. And not the features of like ADT is the best security system. If there's a burglar, an animal in your backyard, you need ADT for three quick payments of $9.99 a month. And then after that, it's only $27 a month to protect you and your family. Easy installation comes in 48 hours and a licensed installation professional will enter your home and be out in just an hour keeping your family safe. ADT, keep the burglars out. Or you could just have a person with their phone go into the house and say, hey, I'm getting ADT for my house. There's been some stuff going on in the neighborhood lately. Here's some like articles or we were looking on the next door app. I just want to be protected. We're putting this camera up here that has like a motion sensor. So when you're in the backyard, we kind of feel safe. It's real easy. It's not bulky. It's real. E you can use it on your app and it's great. Real people sharing real stories is what the internet and social media is craving right now. And these companies still spend all their time and money on commercials that don't connect. Thank God for the sponsors that we have for our podcast. Like they get it. People are more likely to buy something on a podcast and on social media than they are on a TV commercial. And, you know, and, and I, so that's why I feel I'm in a grateful place because I do deals all the time with all these different brands through social media. And what is even better right now is companies aren't even, don't even really care if I post a video on my social media feed. So there's a few videos and companies that I work with and that I'm going to be working with too that I'm making videos for them so that they can put it on their social media. 
So I'm getting paid for my services, but not having to even put it on my own social media, which sometimes is great because I never want to do too many ads on my social. I like just doing lifestyle, but sometimes if it's a really good ad, I'll do it. And I, I think my audience will find value or I'll try to make them laugh in my video. But these companies are starting to come around to going, oh, we just need real people who are creators or real people who can pick up a camera and talk about a coffee in just being real, like a friend sharing what their favorite coffee is, not slow pouring coffee beans, hitting here with the perfect light, wake up in the morning, and then you have this whole shot in every commercial. That's how I booked a lot of commercials. This is ice cold. It's called acting. No. Um, but yeah, I just think the whole commercial aspects is over and the sales portion of even being a realtor or any sort of salesperson, like cold calling just seems out of like, I can't relate to that at all. That sounds wild to me. Um, so that's why we're focusing on the social media aspect of it so that when the leads come in and people come in to wrap this all up, um, it's wonderful when you have people come to you that know who you are. And this theory isn't a theory. It's been tested. There has been a few leads that we've gotten that didn't come from anyone who knew us, but just through like a third party. They were all awkward and weird and what we call jokers. Um, jokers are people who talk a big game, but they're kind of full of shit. You know, they're, they're like, hey, yeah, I was thinking about buying a home. Um, okay, cool. What's your time frame? You know, I would say, you know, as early as next week or maybe Christmas. Okay. Okay. Um, and then what about your budget and area? I'm kind of open. I mean, you're the expert, so I'm kind of open to whatever area I was thinking about maybe getting investing in a strip mall or maybe buying like a $2 million house. Okay. Is there, is there like one that you'd like us to focus on first? Yeah. Let's look at like a million dollar house in whatever area you think's best. We're like, okay, we hang up the phone. We look at each other we're like, this is a joker. There's no way that this guy's for real. And we send a few properties. You know, after looking at these properties, I actually think I'm going to look more in the 300 range, maybe up to 700. So you went from a $2 million house or a potential strip mall for an investment. And now you want to buy a 300 to $700,000 house. And then we send like 300 to $700,000 homes and then never hear from them again. But the person never knew us. It was like a, 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 you know, referred through a few people and we were just like some realtors that they don't know. So when you hear stories like that, those are the stories, the horror stories you hear from other realtors who are like, yeah, like the leads or crappy leads. I was like, it's because you're using outdated methods of lead generation. Be yourself, put yourself out on social media, add value to your audience, and people are going to refer you because they're like, they're down to earth people. They're going to be fun. They know their stuff. And so I forget why I got on this whole point, but I just think that's really interesting. And I love cracking the code. I think that's what this boils down to. I love the competition. That's what I miss. That's the one thing I do miss about acting is the competition. I didn't enjoy the process of waiting for my agent to call me, um, for the audition, but I do love the competition. I love walking in and someone's like, yeah, there's 500 people auditioning for this. Like, well, this is going to feel great if I book it, you know, beating out 499 people. So I love the whole competition aspect of it. I love meeting people and it's just been absolutely wonderful. So I think we're going to, we're really going to do some big things this year. And I'm just trying to figure out a way to incorporate 
a little bit more of what we're doing in real estate on my social media. We've been so busy. We've, we've probably shown close to 30 homes um, between our five clients in the past three weeks. And I haven't really posted much on social media because I, I'm trying to find a way to be professional, um, putting my clients first. And I feel like there's certain times I can get away with taking some video, but I, I just feel like it's not right to, um, I haven't figured out a, a cool way to kind of incorporate both of the taking a video um, without it seeming distracted, you know? So I, I haven't really done any videos. And there are times that like Alyssa's done a pretty good job where we're outside the house before clients show up and you can take a picture or there's times that you can sneak like a, a little video to kind of show the audience what you're doing. But that's, but I think Alyssa's brand of how she does her social media, that works. I feel for me, I like having the camera in my face. And if I'm in a house, I, I, I feel the, the need to want to say, hey, so I'm in this house right now. This is the second one of the day. Here's something unique about this house that makes this like cool. Like these ceilings here, do you all see the ceilings? This is something that was only done in the 1960s. Like that's how my innate ability to, of wanting to put content out. I, I always want to like bring people on this journey of, of like something unique where I feel Alyssa has been able to build her brand on like, I can't describe it. Like her and I do social media. Like there's two groups of people who do social media. She does it one way and has tons of success and attracts so many people. And I do it in a different way. Like she, she, she I don't know, you, you can probably tell the difference, but they're both great ways. Um, she can just get away with a little more than I can because I've just basically picked a certain type of, of like content that I want to make. So I want to try to find a way to incorporate what I'm actually doing in real estate more than commentating on it later. So I'm going to figure that out, but I'm still new and I don't want to bombard people over the head also that, you know, everything's real estate all of a sudden. I like easing people in and, and going through the journey, the ups and downs, being honest, having the conversation so that people are on the ride with me. So I'm just, I, I'm overthinking it. I know Alyssa just says, just post. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I know, but I, I really do think like overthink some things. So I think it's important. So we're going to figure all of that out. Um, and then lastly, before I get out of here, um, I've got my, uh, my birthday this Saturday. I'm going to be 34 years old. My parents are going to be in town. I can't wait. I'm counting down the hours because I'm going to go pick them up tonight. And I really love that what we envisioned is coming true. I've seen my parents more in the past year and a half than I probably did the, the last five years in Los Angeles. Um, they're coming down all the time. We found a really great system of being able to do it in an affordable way. And it's just truly, truly enjoyable. So I'm very, very pumped. We've got a closing happening next week. Last real estate story, but this is kind of the, some of the stuff that happens. Um, some of our clients are, or two of our clients are buying a new build. And they were all set to close next Thursday. We were, they were going to do a final walkthrough. And a, uh, a, a pipe was leaking in the downstairs powder room um, behind the toilet. And it ate through the drywall and it messed up and it set them back five days. And, uh, the clients were calling. They're like, you know, we, we don't want to wait five days. Like we have movers coming. Like what the hell's going on? We show up to the house yesterday. There's five or six industrial size fans blowing on this drywall because they need to get it dry before they can actually fix it to keep it on time. But little things like that happen throughout real estate. There's just so many working parts that you never know. So we hope the closing doesn't, doesn't move past the 23rd. But, um, but this will be another closing for us. So 
we're, we're on a journey here. Our goal is to do 30 deals this year. We're on our way. Uh, I think by summer, we're going to have at least five to 10 already in the bag. And then we'll see what the rest of the year brings. But yeah, we got a big giant race board. We're going to bring all of this into our, our garage. We move into our new house and, um, and I don't really have any updates on our new house yet. They do have the block up, but we're waiting for the roof and the windows. So they haven't really touched our new build in the past week. But we're already dream building, doing the backyard inspo, the garage, building our studio out. For the first time, we're going to have so much space in the garage to make it into a beautiful studio. Um, we're already talking about bringing guests back on. And so we're going to be like kind of mixing up the Freddie and Alyssa show a little bit. And um, we just had a lot of changes in our life, a lot of stuff happening. We got a million things going on, but I think we're doing a pretty good job of our scheduling, keeping things on track. And uh, I'm hoping that we continue to bring a lot of value to you, whether it's entertainment, inspiration, or education. Those are always our three uh, points that we try to make. So I want to thank you for hanging out. I know you probably all missed Alyssa today, but uh, she'll be back uh, for our next week episode and uh, we can catch up on life. And I'll tell you about my, my parents' trip and birthday and all that kind of fun stuff. So thank you so much for chit-chatting with me today. Well, me just talking your ear off, but you know what I meant. So I'm wishing you just the most amazing week ever, and I will see you next week. Take care, everyone.